0: Welcome to Cover Stories with Chess Life, the U.S. Chess Federation's podcast that goes behind the scenes and more in-depth about each month's Chess Life magazine cover story. Make sure to listen to our family of U.S. Chess podcasts, which includes One Move at a Time on the second Tuesday of each month, where Dan Lucas talks to people who are advancing our mission statement, Ladies' Night, which drops on the third Tuesday of each month, hosted by our women's program director Jennifer Shahadi, and on the fourth Tuesday of each month, Chess Underground, hosted by our assistant director of national events, Pete Cargianis, in which he examines the game's eccentricities, peculiarities, and theoretical novelties. All can be found at the podcast link on Chess Life Online at uschess.org, or you can subscribe via iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Today's guest on Cover Stories with Chess Life is one of the authors of our December cover story on the 2022 FIDE Olympiad. She is our women's top board, WGM Gulrukh Begum Tokhirjanova. I pronounced that horribly, and I apologize. <laughs> no, you're totally good. Begum, as she is often called, was born in Uzbekistan and saw chess success at a very young age, winning the under-12 bronze at the World Youth in 2011. After earning both her WIM and WGM titles in 2015, her success continued. She represented her country at the 2016 and 2018 Olympiads and won the Uzbek Women's Championship in 2018. After coming to America to study at the University of Missouri and play on their chess team, Begum became a fixture in American chess. She competed in the 2021 and 2022 U.S. Women's Championships, finishing second in 2021 and in the middle of the pack this year. And she held down the top board for the women's Olympiad team in Chennai, telling her story to Chess Life readers in our December issue. Today, we speak to Begum from half a world away, but we'll let her talk about where she is and why. Hello, Begum. Welcome to Cover Stories with Chess Life.
1: Hi guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, for having me. Where are you right now? I am actually back to Tashkent to celebrate uh, New Year's and play Blitz and Rapid in Kazakhstan. So uh, it's more convenient to fly from here. So uh, I'm visiting my family, then playing tournament and coming back uh, for New Year's to Tashkent again. So uh, I'm on the winter break.
0: How long does it take to travel from I'm guessing St. Louis Oh my
1: god actually it's from Colombia right like this uh, this time I decided to fly out from Colombia to Chicago immediately then from Chicago to Istanbul Istanbul and so I had kind of, uh, let me see probably 18 hours of flight uh, from Colombia wow. to like uh, Tashkent and with like you know waiting time and at the airport, it just took me two days or something to to come to Uzbekistan. I'm wow. still recovering from it.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, how, how? I mean, so it's it's it is what eight o'clock uh, yeah. in the evening there yeah, as we is. speak. So yeah,
1: uh, because we switched to winter time, it's eleven hours difference uh, from from St. Louis. How do you
0: how, how do you deal with the jet lag?
1: Uh, To be honest, first day I didn't sleep. Um, My nephew came uh, early in the morning. I just mm, got two hours sleep and he was like, come on, auntie, wake up. (laughs) And (laughs) he he did great, actually. That's how I adjusted a little bit easier because I uh, spent the whole day with two hours sleep. And then next evening I uh, I went to sleep at like 10 a.m. and woke up at 6 and it was cool already. 10 p.m. I'm sorry, not
0: 10 uh, I I can't. I, I've I've not done a lot of global traveling, so just the this this has always been something that <laughs> mystifies me is how people can can deal with this and and I mean, you know, I w-
1: it is hard, but like with family around, it's easier because you're like just happy, excited. You know, you don't really care about sleep.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about the Olympiad because um, mm-hmm. th- this was not your first Olympiad, but it was your first. Uh, uh, participating for the United States, and yeah, I, I guess the first question I wanted to ask is what's involved in, in switching federations so that you're able to compete for the United States?
1: Uh, okay, like in 2019, um, I had uh, I I had huge issues with my federation. My previous federation was back mm-hmm. federation. Uh, it has been going on for a long while, but uh, at some point I just decided I'm over it. Because after 2018's Olympiad, which uh, I played on the first board of the national team, uh, and I had the best result, and they decided to just took me out of the team. So I was like, okay, it's enough. I just don't want to deal with them anymore. And I'm going to go and find my way on my own. Uh, and then I got this offer to study at Mizu and represent uh, their chess team. And at that point, they decided to take me out of the national team, uh, which didn't make sense for me because I was first rated women's player in the country. And I played a great Olympiad on the first board and I had the best result and I was like, you know what, I'm over it. Let's just go and find my own way. That was the main reason we had many different issues, but it's just like, I don't want to complain or like, you know, gossip or something about them. It's just like, that was my decision. I just uh, thought it, it would be better for my future to change my federation. And uh, once I went to Missouri, I thought, why not, uh, why not U.S.? Let's just go to the West and try there. Uh, I, I knew the competition is um, a lot there and which is exciting. I was excited about it. I, uh, I still like to play like, you know, a stronger players and it's a challenge and I love it. <laughs>
0: So that was my decision. How did how did Mizzou come to recruit you? Did did you reach out to them? Did they did they just send you an email? What how did how does all that work?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my coach, he was searching for the last in the season, first season ever. Uh, so he just reached out to me uh, on Messenger, I believe. And he said, hey, we have this offer. If you're interested, we can talk more in detail about it. And I was like, I I was playing a tournament, but at that time I already had, you know, jobs and I really wanted to do something else. And there were like things already, like very bad things going on with my federation. So I, I told my family, I just want to go. Like, I cannot stay there anymore. So it, uh that's how I I accepted the invitation. They reached out to me, and that was perfect timing. And that's how I ended up being at Mizzou.
0: Now, did you know Christian beforehand, or or was this just out of the blue?
1: No, I had no clue. I had no clue. I knew. I saw some broadcasts because I watched some St. Louis broadcasts, of course, because of the St. World Cup. And then um, women's tournament you guys have. So uh, that's how... I end up just being familiar but like I didn't even know who he was until
0: interesting yeah, until he uh, like offered this See it's interesting so you know I live in Nebraska mm-hmm. and um and college football here is the the biggest thing that that anyone can possibly imagine and so everyone is very excited about recruiting mm-hmm. and and what what football players are going to come and who's leaving and Um, and somehow I've gotten interested in this and it mystifies me because I I thought I was a normal human being and I'm not, (laughs) Um, but, but how, how the chess teams are put together is something that nobody ever talks about. You know, how, how does someone get recruited to Webster or to Mizzou or to, to Texas? And, and, and I don't think people know it's, it's just the sort of thing that Mm -hmm. like. Christian reached out to you on on messenger and said, Hey,
1: I think just, you know, just players know other players. They're informed if like some young players are like racing and they're performing well, kind of like people watch and remember names. And apparently he remembered my name because of the world championship 2018, as he says. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he told me that, Oh, we watched your games 2018. And I'm terrible at that. And I like, it's For me, it's a shame. I always tell myself, like, I don't know many, like, chess players, but some chess players, they are, like, insanely insanely knowledgeable about, like, chess world, what's going on, how it's changing, and the names. So I think my coach, one of those who knows, like, people and, like, and he was, of course, searching for potential students. So he was kind of like, uh involved in this thing for a while and he was aware uh, of, and he, st- he still is aware of what, what's going on in the chessboard and what kind of like young players are coming around.
0: So um, what was it like moving to, to Columbia, Missouri? <laughs> what was it? Was it, was it culture shock or did, did you feel at home right away?
1: Uh, to be honest, you know, I traveled uh, a lot before I went to Mizzou. So it, it, I didn't have any culture shock because, uh, I had some kind of, uh, understanding of different cultures, but mm-hmm. I have never been to us and I got the invitation so late that I didn't have any chance to visit, a uh, campus in person before semester mm-hmm. starts. So uh, my uh, brother told me, don't expect much. You're going to a village. And I was like, <laughs> how is that possible to have a village uh, in the US? It's not like that. So, and then comps looked lovely on the website so I was like ah, mm-hmm. that would be great and I, I end up uh, like in Colombia I was like damn my brother was right like I was expecting like you know huge buildings uh, and like in the movies we do have those they show us like only big cities so mm-hmm. that was interesting I was like well <laughs> uh, but uh. I, adjusting was hard. Of course, uh, I, I lived with my parents before I went to college. It was very comfortable for me. I didn't do much and they would do everything. I didn't have to care about my food, my clothes, you know, it's just like so much, uh, comfort and there I had to do everything for myself. So it took me a second to realize how to deal with it, have to balance it out. Uh, but but it it was very interesting process.
0: Yeah, it's uh, th- this. I, I really love how this is sort of a universal story of of someone going to college. This is because every like, wait a minute, I have to do my laundry. Wait, that, I know, what? right? <laughs> Where it doesn't just magically show up in my room yeah. clean. I, I I can't imagine. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm curious. So I, I was going to ask about this later, but since we're talking about it, what what is it like? What are the responsibilities of being on the the Mizzou team? Do you have Do you have team practices? Do you Yeah. Do you do solving and training? How does it work?
1: Absolutely. Uh, we have strict tra- trainings every week. Like we have individual private tra- training, and we have team trainings, and we do everything what involves like chess right basically Uh, we do tactics we do end games we do uh, some opening work and we have assignments every week to do so it, it it's very intense, especially with school, uh, and um, my coach is demanding, which is very good because we are the team, anyways, and we have to be in shape. and It uh, requires a time, which is great. I love doing uh, our trainings, and it helps to stay in shape.
0: Mm. And and you're balancing this, of course, with your education. and And what are you I'm studying? I'm trying.
1: I'm trying. I'm <laughs> I'm studying business management. I'm not the best student. <laughs> I believe, but like, I'm trying balance that out. Uh, it's exciting to have uh, this mix, you know, uh, because uh, lots of uh, chess players, they only play chess. And at some point, especially in my age, they're like, I don't see a point. I feel like stuck. But when you have college and when you have chess, it's always like uh, you don't have to do just one thing. And then with the chess team, I have very good level of training too.
0: Um, are you are you planning on uh, doing a master's degree or or is that something you haven't decided yet?
1: Um, I <laughs> negative. <laughs> I think like yeah. uh, on uh, sophomore year and beginning of the junior year I was considering it, but like now I'm on my senior year. I'm like I'm just you know tired.
0: You're done. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Done. And then uh, because of my tournaments, especially U.S. Champs, I I, w- I was away for two years for a long time and I couldn't take uh, more credits as required. So I have to uh, stay one more semester to just do 120 credit hours. So right. already I'm spending four and a half years. I'm like, I cannot stay more <laughs> like yeah. so for now it feels too much but sen- senior is senior year is always too much. Maybe I will change my mind. Who knows you know
0: <laughs> who knows um, let, let's let's talk about the Olympiad. Okay. So I'm I'm curious about what I mean you, you've been to the Olympiad before yes. um, you know twice and so but having it in Chennai, uh, in, in a place that is so excited about chess, where chess is, yeah. I mean, you know, every day there's a new grandmaster coming from India. <laughs> um, what was it like to be playing there? How how did it feel? And, and how was it different this time? I
1: feel like uh, every chess player feels like welcome there and wanted and as like a superstar. People were mm. all around taking pictures, recognizing players. Like that's insane. People just know it feels like people just know everyone. They're they just like random people come around, they're, they're like, Oh my god, US team! or like, You know, Oh my god, I know you. Like, uh, some people came to my teammates, girls like Ir- Irina Crush, Tatef Abrahamia, Chrissy, they're like, Oh my god, no way. Uh, and our, men's uh, man's team, they are the stars. <laughs> yeah. So maybe for us, it was different experience, but it felt like, uh, everyone was so excited and happy to see chess players. And the atmosphere just feels awesome. And in such, uh, in such places, I think it's easier to play chess because you're motivated, you feel like, you know, wow. Well, Playing
0: chess and is cool. Yeah. do Do you ever get recognized on the street in St. Louis or in Columbia?
1: No, because I'm not doing good job there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being more more of a student than a chess player, unfortunately. But we'll get there.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so, one of the things that I think surprised people when, especially when I when I started watching the you know the event and, and looking at the team makeup, yeah. Um, you played top board.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: And, and so, and so by, by, if we went simply by, by rating order, yes. um, that you would have been, you wouldn't have been on the top, yes. but so what, what, what was the strategy to put you on top board? Was it, was it that um, you were in the best form or were you, were you supposed to simply play solid?
1: It was just like uh, team's, uh, coaches and captain's decision. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: They didn't know I was
0: There's a there, there's family there yes. they, I don't think they realized you were doing an interview. Yeah, yeah, they didn't.
1: They were just hanging around here. So, I'm sorry, I will repeat my question.
0: No, that's okay.
1: Uh so my team's coach and captain decided that they want to put me on on the first board and they uh, before the event they said we talked to the players uh, we talked to the players and we think um, that you could play the first sport. What do you think about it? And I said, of course I would love it. So, uh, I have a feeling that it was mutual decision between players and the uh, team's captain and coach. And if I get this opportunity, I love like, you know, first sport because I played for uh, Uzbekistan 2018 on the first sport. I have some experience and it's not like, uh, I'm afraid to play with a strong opponent or something. Mm -hmm. So I just took the opportunity and it was their decision.
0: What, what do you think of the team's performance? I mean, so, you know, we, you wrote about it in chess Life, and, uh, you described the ups and downs. Um, and then a lot about the, the last, the, the, the final round against India. Um, but, but for someone who might not have seen the story yet, Mm Can can you sort of describe what the team experience was like? Uh, uh,
1: for me personally, that was great. I felt welcomed, and that was uh, one of the things I wasn't sure about. You know, I'm I'm a new person, and they are putting on the first board. How people gonna like? How people gonna like it? <laughs> and how mm. they are gonna like? Yeah, I, I had just a question: Would they accept me or not? That was a, uh, but that was the thing. But after we met, I I became friends with everyone. That was like so awesome, and especially we were um, yeah, in touch with our men's team all the time, and they were like talking about our games. I was like, oh my god, Aranya is talking about my game, <laughs> and it's just like it was awesome experience for me, and the team atmosphere. Everything was great, but when it comes to performance, I told the team we're here to win the gold, and we could do that. And but unfortunately, because of I believe because of like long traveling and you know adjusting, it took us time, Uh, and some of us didn't feel well. They had like some food poisoning, so. And uh, this just team bond also took a little bit of time, uh, took a little bit of time, I guess. Uh, then we started to play at some point, we started to play, uh, like at a level we had to, uh, from the beginning and we showed what we can. And when we got the chance to play in the last round, we were ready to show how great team we are and that was a team performance and we can do that. We showed we can. We just have to be more consistent uh, when it comes to that performance. I think our team's potential is huge, and we can win the gold.
0: That is what I want to hear. That's that's <laughs> a cover story right there. Um, was I, I know John Donaldson wrote that that COVID was a bit of a problem yeah. for for the Open team. Yeah. Did. Did anyone on the on the women's team get sick? Or, or was it just, as you say, food poisoning and some other things? Uh,
1: they were sick. And I believe that some of them were food poisoning. But I'm not sure entirely what happened to them. But we didn't have any COVID cases. Uh, okay. so But it's just like, after a long uh, travel, it's just like, you know, they had to cross half of the world to reach India. So, uh, I went earlier, a few days earlier and I had like a little bit more time and some people came like a day after me or something. And for them, it was even harder. So I don't know. It's just, it just depends. I was just a little bit luckier, uh, others weren't. So we didn't have COVID, but yes, everyone at some point felt bad.
0: Did they by chance feel bad the day after the Bermuda party?
1: Oh my god, no, absolutely not. He no, no,
0: one, no one no one had headaches? No one no one No. We are strong. Okay. We don't have headaches. <laughs> after- Fair enough. You're 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 used to it, okay.
1: <laughs> American team has lots of experience. <laughs>
0: The uh, the Bermuda Party for anyone who who is not uh, familiar with it is is a a very famous party at the the Olympiad each year on the uh, Hilda the night before the rest day yeah um, and and uh, apparently what happens at the Bermuda Party stays at the Bermuda absolutely. Party absolutely it, that's the way it's it's like it's like Fight Club you're not allowed to talk about it so <laughs> yeah. um, let, let's let's go back so. I'm I'm curious. How did you How did you learn to play chess? What were your first steps in the game?
1: Actually, I do not remember uh, because uh, my family. My dad played chess, so he decided to teach my sisters, two of them, uh, to play chess just for like just for fun when they were like eight and nine years old, and that's how. And my brother also learned how to play chess. And I have a huge gap between them. Like with my sisters, nine and eight years old, with my brother, like six years old.
0: Are you are you the youngest in the family? Yes, I am. <laughs> ah, you're the baby. Okay. I
1: know, right? That's so good. <laughs>
0: It is. It's 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 a good place to be. Yeah,
1: yeah I agree. So uh, when I when I was born, they always played chess. We had this environment. We had this competition in our house already. And when my when my sister was, oh my god, I'm so sorry.
0: Are they are they overhearing you telling the story?
1: <laughs> my my niece got just too excited.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Okay, okay. So
0: that's okay. From where I, I, I gotta say, I, I really like this, and I hope we leave this in the podcast because, <laughs> um, this you are that well, you Ed, you are one of the most joyous people I've spoken to. I, I, <laughs> I love it, and but I, I have a feeling that it's also going on everywhere around you right now. Yes, like my
1: family. Okay, here, you know?
0: and it seems like you guys are having a great time. I love yes, it. This is we perfect. Are.
1: <laughs> Thank you no, so nothing, much. Nothing,
0: nothing is more holiday season Thank than, you than this. So, so yeah, much please for
1: your understanding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 no. Uh, anyway, so you were saying.
1: So uh, when I was born, they already decided to play professionally, my sisters, even though my brother didn't play professionally, he also, like, he also plays and understands chess very well. Uh, that's how I ended up being in that environment because I, uh, I was around my sisters a lot. And one day, apparently, my dad told my brother to teach me how to play chess when I was three or three and a half years. So, uh, basically, I play chess as long as uh, I remember myself, so uh, like I knew how to move the pieces, so I don't remember how they taught me. I just know that my brother struggled a lot with me, but I was a uh, you know very spoiled, and i I didn't like to read or stay in one place more than like five minutes. It took a uh, lot of energy from my dad to. Teach me how to read. Now I love reading, but like it, it was a lot of like work for them. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> just uh, like learning process, work kind uh, like work was hard for them, but somehow they taught me how to play. <laughs>
0: Who, so you, you were coached uh, at first by your your father and 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 by, you learned with your with your family yeah. who who was did you have other coaches outside of the family Yeah
1: I had many like uh, good coaches international master who, who is uh, still like Yegim Vladimir um Uzbekistan teams and women's teams coach they helped us my uh, sisters we had another uh, I was very young. I don't remember his name. He was my sister's coach. And then he worked with us on end games. And I had another GM, and uh, like coaches, many of them. So I had at some point, my dad said, okay, do whatever you want to do. I'm, I I just don't have time anymore for you. But uh, like, just find coaches for yourself. And if you want to continue, continue chess." So that was the wow. thing. but uh, until I became woman and uh, grandmaster he was with me all the time. He was the main person. Uh, like he was wow. coaching me. We had different coaches as well. He would hire but he was uh, traveling with me all the time. He he was my huge supporter as my family. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that is really nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to have having parental support is is a big. It's
1: very important, I guess, especially for yeah. chess players. You know, we have hard yeah. uh, hard time losing many of us, and having a support is extremely important.
0: Yes, um, I, I'm curious because you know Uzbek culture, I think chess culture is is very very strong. Yeah. There's a rich history and and so many great players over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is the the chess scene there different than it is in America? Do, what what are the differences you notice? Mm-hmm.
1: I think uh, in Uzbekistan we play it uh, more seriously and we take chess more seriously than uh, in the US. In the US, as many sports, chess is something that people play mainly till they go into college, and once they're in college, it's like extremely hard to focus on only. Um, on chess, right? It's uh, it's just impossible. So that's the difference in our country. People sacrifice education so they can become uh, like professional chess players. Uh, they dedicate their life for chess. They are always around chess. I think that's the difference we have. I, I, at least, um, I noticed that one.
0: Uh, and and this is uh, this is certainly true right now. I mean, the Uzbek team the The open team, um, yeah,
1: young and, stars, and some of the right? players,
0: yeah. <laughs> these these young grandmasters, my goodness, I know,
1: it's incredible. It, it, it's uh,
0: is is that is that sort of a is that something that is publicized on a national level there? Absolutely, or is it-
1: absolutely. They, I do believe, they got very good like uh, support from the government and the government, our government, and people were extremely happy. Chess is one of the Maybe nowadays, even like most popular uh, sports in our country, people love chess here. People people play in our kids and like, uh, you know, in general, chess players win lots of uh, competitions, lots of achievements we have. So it was extremely important for us.
0: See, this is, uh, <laughs> th- this is, you know... It, it, in Uzbekistan, the, the the national team and their success is what's getting is is how chess is making the headlines, yeah. and and in America, of course, we're we're still dealing with.
1: Well, um, at least we're trying, right here, like yeah. we're we're trying, <laughs>
0: but it's but it's, it ends up being about cheating and Elon Musk and.
1: Well, here uh, it has its own issues, but I don't think it's uh, non, like it's it's not my business anymore to talk even about it. It, it that was one of the reasons why I love, so it's uh uh and yeah like uh it was in very personal level at some point, it was just like that's that's why, but uh Uzbek people love chess, and I am very happy about any achievements Uzbek players achieve because uh my sisters and my family. Uh, still like part of uh, Uzbek Chess Federation. And we have chess school actually in Tashkent. Really? Yeah, in some other uh, regions like Family Chess School. And we have many uh, kids. We hope for them uh, to have, you know, great environment. And these achievements absolutely help them, uh, motivate them to play chess and see uh, how like, how you know what actually chess can bring uh, into their life? I think it's very important. So uh, I was very Absolutely. happy about that uh, achievement.
0: Let me uh, let me ask about the U.S. Championship uh, this year. Oh my God! Um, Are you sure you want? To- <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was a tough I, it was a tough event. I, it was you, horrible.
1: I, I, I was struggling yeah. for a month for no reason. <laughs>
0: And well, and, and it was long too. I mean, thirteen rounds. I was is that the longest tournament you've played?
1: Uh, I actually played one more thirteen round tournament in uh, Turkey. Um, it was two thousand eighteen World Juniors and girls under twenty. Uh, I shared first place. Unfortunately, because of my bugles, I, I got second. Not that you're
0: bragging or anything. <laughs> not not that not, the, not the, oh, I just shared first place and the. <laughs> but go, go on, John. Yeah. <laughs> Um
1: unfortunately so. I couldn't take the first. I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that was heartbreaking. So 13 rounds are not the best for me, you know?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um well I'm we, we won't talk about your chess, but I'm I'm curious about the environment because yeah. um there there's no you know there there's no avoiding the the topic of Mm -hmm. Uh, of cheating and, and all of the sort of the shadow that was cast on, on the event by by all of the publicity. Um, what, what's your take on, and, and, you know, is, is everyone right to be sort of worried about cheating? Is it as big a deal as, as, you know, Fabi and, uh, and some of these other, the the top players are are sort of saying it is, or, or do you think it's just kind of overblown?
1: Uh, I think, uh, Cheating is a huge deal these days lots of people are doing that, and uh, it, uh, it's the threat that we should fight now like uh, you know it just can end because of cheating if we are not aware of that we get, if we cannot prevent it so it's a real threat that we have it but like uh, about certain people uh, like I'm not sure uh, about uh, being. Uh, aware and accepting that it exists and fighting with it. Uh, yes, we should do that definitely. Right. And the environment uh, was chill. Was chill to be honest. Everyone was focused on their games and no one wasn't uh, was like panicking. And uh, I believe uh, in Saint Louis uh, Chess Club they had great, uh, you know, resources to catch cheaters if that was the case. And I I don't think, like, someone cheated there. No one had had an opportunity, first of all, right? Right. Uh, So it didn't affect the tournament, but, like, when it comes to just, in general, cheating and chess, yes, it should be considered. Because lots of organizers, they just ignore. There are some, like, players complaining about Certain player might be cheating. They don't want to check. They don't want extra headache. They think like it's gonna hurt their uh like tournament profit next year. But I don't think so. No. Uh, I I really don't think so. I think it's gonna like gain players trust, and even more players can go next uh, next time. So that's the huge thing. If you're if you're ignorant, it, it will it will grow. If we try to fight it, I think it's not it's not a big deal, right?
0: Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I was looking at your 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 games a bit in chess space mm-hmm. and and you know, and you've you've played you've played quite a bit um, over the last few years, you know, both online and Title Tuesdays yeah. and and different different events, um, but also you know norm events and some Swisses yeah. and so. Do you, do, is there more of a fear when you're playing in, in, let's say, you know, a, a like a smaller event that doesn't have the resources to get the one, you know, crispered with the yeah. wand and <laughs> is, is it, is it more of a worry for, for, in, in those situations?
1: Okay. In personal level, to be honest, uh, I never think that my, uh, like opponent might be a cheater, even though I know they might cheat. Because I feel like I need to focus on my game if they're going to cheat. I will find out uh, after the game. And I will make sure Mm -hmm. to report it. I I always do that. Because when I was young, I did this mistake when I was like 14. I was playing against a player which like... uh, I was 2100 and he was like 2300. It was a tournament in Russia. Uh, So my dad told me, hey, like, look, it feels like he's cheating because... Uh, you know, like anyone could go to the playing hall and watch our games because it was a f- festival and uh, they were just celebrating chess. So I was like, no, that probably he's young, so probably uh, he's just like, you know, he's gaining a lot of rating and he's playing uh, stronger than his rating now. Don't do that. Like, uh, I don't want to like uh, destroy his reputation if he's not cheating. Maybe I just played a horrible game. So that was the thing and end of the tournament uh he was playing again against a grandmaster, and he reported and he told the arbiter to watch his like movement and he disappeared for one and a half hours. so basically he had a phone he was cheating with his phone, which played like twenty six hundred level or something. so he got caught last mm. uh, last game he got just caught after that that was a lesson for me after that i always if i feel like uh, that someone uh, might be cheating i report it no matter the outcome sometimes uh, like the organizers say no or something but like uh, i do, i just want to do my part
0: right let's let's let, let, let's ask about the future a little bit okay. so you you are graduating soon nine um, year <laughs> yeah, uh do you do you see yourself playing chess professionally? Do you see yourself doing chess related work? What mm-hmm. what what does what does five years out look like for you?
1: To be honest, I really want to try uh, to play professional chess again. Uh, nowadays, I tell everyone I'm not a professional. This this performance that I had this year, like you can see, I'm not. And I'm more focused on the school, and I have lots lots of other things to do. And uh, it's just horrible, and I hate playing bad chess because I know I can do more. So I want to try and see uh, how it goes. Uh, and after I graduate, as um, most probably I will be playing chess and help with with my family business. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Five years? I don't know. Like few years i'm gonna play chess then we'll see all right
0: so when 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 you say when you play professionally does that include teaching as well or do you do you hope to just simply be a player and and not mm-hmm. and not you know do like private lessons and yeah. things like that you're like you said the family business is yeah. part of this but no I,
1: I will be helping them with the business not like chess side so. Like, uh, okay. probably I'm not going to teach anyone, which I don't do these days too. So, I just want to focus on my chats for now. But, like, who knows? when? Maybe I will have extra time or not. Okay.
0: For,
1: for now, it's, like, simple.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Beckham, I've got... I, I, I appreciate you taking the time while you're with your family and thank also thank you so ready much for, for bearing
1: pills. with me. I'm sorry for,
0: Oh no, ignoring. you're great. But there's, there's one more, there's one more part. We, there's one more thing we have to do. Okay. So every, <laughs> I always, um, I always have a questionnaire at the end. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so this, this actually it's, it's 10 questions and I just want you to respond just off the top of your head. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind, okay. um, And, and so this was, this, I always tell people, this is, this is a questionnaire that actually has its roots in, in something that was done by Marcel Proust. Oh my God. Um, Okay. Yes. So no, no pressure. It's a, it's a great tradition. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this is, this is James Lipton's questionnaire uh, modified for cover stories. Let me ask, Begum, what, what is your favorite word? In English? Uh, Or in Uzbek? Oh, favorite words. Um, and also remember, this is a family show, so. <laughs> no. Love, let's go with it. Love, oh, that's a great answer. No one has said love yet. No, that's, how, what could be a better word than that? I know, right? Um, What is your least favorite word? Oh, any swearing words. Really?
1: I, I don't like them. I use them in English, in Uzbek, absolutely not. Like in Uzbek, what, what, I don't what's like. What's the it. difference? I, I, I don't know. In English, it sounds much better than in Uzbek. So in Uzbek, like, and my family, they are like my uh, grandparents, they are language Uzbek language uh, teachers. They were. So our language is very like clean without any of that words. And if someone mm. uses it, it just sounds very bad. In English, uh. slowly I started to use that. Too. So in Uzbek, I don't like them. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're we're breaking you down. I can see how this works. I know, right? Uh, what what is your dream of happiness? Peace. Peace. Again, good answer. What towards what faults do you feel most indulgent? Mm.
1: That's a tricky question.
0: Yes, that's the, that's the point, yes. <laughs>
1: How can I answer that?
0: Like, do you want to? Towards what flaws or what or what yeah. personal faults do you feel most indulgent?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm a bad person <laughs> myself.
0: No, <laughs> not like not
1: bad. Bad. It's just like I, I'm not perfect myself. So I, you know, like uh, it, it's hard to judge
0: someone. I don't know. Okay. That is, I think, as good an answer as, as any other. So I'm I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Um, who whose face would you like to see on a new banknote?
1: Myself.
0: Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um what what opening do you love?
1: What opening do I love?
0: Mm, I don't have one. You play everything, okay? I can. What? Well, what? What? What opening do you hate? Um,
1: I don't hate anything. It's just chess. Everyone has a choice to make. <laughs> Not even the Berlin? No, I think like it's lots of studying, lots of uh, like you know hours put into that, uh, like opening and Kramney, Kasparov they worked on it so much so mm. lots of knowledge there why should I hate it
0: <laughs> what what profession other than your own mm. would you like to attempt
1: mm, that's a very good question <laughs> <laughs> I really w- wanted to be a doctor at some point I was very interested and then
0: why why did and, and then
1: I switched to a lawyer because I really wanted to defend uh, like women, you know, uh, especially mm. like in the regions when they don't have lots of rights. So uh, I would go with a lawyer now because doctor, absolutely no, I'm not capable. Of doing that. It's lots <laughs> of hard work.
0: <laughs> yes. The lawyer probably isn't much less hard work, but at least there's no blood. Mm, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what profession would you not like to try?
1: Mm, surgeon, being a
0: surgeon. <laughs> yeah, I, same. Absolutely, I, mm, no. <laughs> Last question.
1: Okay.
0: Begum, if if heaven exists, mm-hmm. what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did well, Begum. This has been. <laughs> Such a delightful interview. I'm I'm so glad you took the time to talk to us. Thank you so Um, much. If if people want to find you on social media just to keep up with what you're doing, is there a place to find you?
1: Yeah, I use Instagram a lot. I guess these days Twitter, it's under my name, both of them. So like full name or B-E-G-I-M 09. They can find me like that
0: okay well uh good luck to you in the rapid and blitz we will be watching and reporting on it in chess life and uh yeah i appreciate
1: your time bye-bye oh have a good day bye bye
0: you too Thank you for listening to this edition of Cover Stories with Chess Life. Our podcast will return next month on the first Tuesday, when we will again be making a deep dive into the pages of Chess Life magazine. US Chess is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose educational mission is to empower people, enrich lives, and enhance communities through chess. To become a member, go to uschess.org and click on the Join button where you can find a membership option that is right for you. As a member, you enjoy rated play, print and digital copies of Chess Life or Chess Life Kids, and you help US Chess grow the game if you're already a member, consider clicking on the donate button at uschess.org. Our podcasts are produced and edited by Jason Andre at Seven Season Films Photography and Media. Please visit sevenseasonfilms.com to find out how to start your own podcast. Thank you, and good chess.